This is Word for the Week, exploring a balanced view of Scripture for the wholeness of life, for wisdom, understanding, and growth. Welcome to Word for the Week, where we explore a single word from God's point of view. Yep, and this week we're actually uh, starting with our word. We usually start with music, but we're starting with our word, mainly because the word is music. And this is a special episode for us where we're going to play a number of tunes at the end instead. Mm -hmm. A little playlist going on there. From the beginning of Scripture to the end, there is an indivisible bond between praise and music. Now, the human mind we know is is wired for music. I mean, how many people do you know who (laughs) don't like music in some form? Maybe a different form, but everybody tends to like music. So... Before we ever get into the the whole thing of religious music, let's just talk music in general for a moment. As a matter of fact, let's talk sound. Okay. Yes, sound. Here's a fact for you. Did you know, and this would be to you because I know he knows, did you know that everything in the universe vibrates at a certain frequency, whether it's a star or a rock? Yep. That's something we learned from Star Trek, The okay. Next Generation, and maybe certain scientific journals. Uh, but anyway, it, it makes sense. Um, at the quantum level, uh, subatomic particles rotate, they move. Uh, so not surprising then that there should be a vibration off of off of the matter at the basic level. So in essence, that means the entire universe is singing all the time. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It gives new meaning to David's psalm, the heavens declare the glory of God and the skies proclaim the work of his hands, Psalm 19.1. And did you know that there are those who believe that they've discovered the resonant frequency of the universe? Right. And, uh, well, we don't know how much scientific background is on this but the the fact of a resonant the resonant frequency of anything you can take a room a column of air if you hit a certain tone it's just that uh, it resonates so uh, there's other frequencies that are uh, a multitude or a multiple there's a better word multiple for that frequency that uh and that's how you form chords really uh but that frequency of the universe is said to be Ready? 432 hertz. And a hertz, of course, where sound is waves. We're talking waves. A hertz is one wave per second. So 432 waves per second, if you will. And if that's true, this is the basic tone of the universe. Yeah. This, so in essence, yeah, the basic song of the universe. Wow. So here it is. You want to, oh. I, I brought up my trusty generator. I said, here this it is. This is what it sounds like. Yeah. The basic song of the universe should sound like this 432 hertz so there you go that's what it sounds like not a super exciting song <laughs> well maybe not but but t- it is kind of cool a, well an interesting thing too about this tone it, it's theorized anyway that uh, and i think there is more science behind this that that particular tone actually um, relaxes the human mind, like when they look at theta waves and all of that stuff. It's supposed to actually um, calm the human mind. So you think if we played that at night, we'd sleep better? They actually use that in sleep therapy, yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty amazing. Speaking of music, do you know what standard pitches for music today? And I know you know because you're a musician. So. <laughs> yeah, I did. And the the proud owner of a tuning fork. Ah. So that's how. But uh, concert A is 
uh, not 432, but 440 hertz. Uh-huh. Well, the fact is, Concert A wasn't standardized until 1936, and ever since, mm-hmm. there's been a movement of purists wanting it changed to 432 hertz because our music is out of pitch with the universe. <laughs> yeah, right. So that's it. We're out of pitch with the universe, people. Do you understand? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they want to, they actually, and I think, I could be By wrong. 12, this. right? <laughs> Yeah, by by 12 hertz, uh, just enough to really sour the milk. Uh, but I think at one time, 432 was used uh, prominently as as a uh, really? standard pitch for, for music. But yeah. anyway, there are a number of purists who would like to see uh, standard pitch actually tuned back down to 432 hertz. From, to the universe. Yeah, to the universe. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. Um Before we get into some music for this week, let me read you an excerpt from an article entitled The Power of Praise. Mm. And before you read this, just to to make the segue too, now kind of switching back from sound to music to getting back into the religious side of it, you know, the uh, spiritual side of it. So now uh, here is um, an excerpt of at least, there's a number of them like this, but dealing with how much power music has uh, for us in in a spiritual sense. So uh, that's that's what we're about to hear. All right. Scripture communicates the power and importance of music to us in many ways. The book of Psalms is filled with references to instruments and singing, indicating that music has an appropriate place in the worship of our Creator. In some cases, Music also has a kind of spiritual power. We dare not be naive when we think about the kind of music we use in worship. Whatever music we use in worship, it will set a certain atmosphere. And it will either enhance the other elements of worship, or it will create a sense of dissonance. Its lyrics will either present God in all his majesty, or they'll obscure him and his glory. Music isn't a matter to be taken lightly. It's an art form, and all art forms communicate something to us. Right, and uh, just in case we didn't say, that's an excerpt from an article entitled The The Power Power of Praise. Praise. Right. Now, the reason we did so much speaking first is because what we'd like to do is play four um, praise songs from last Sunday, and uh, rather than interrupt, right, rather than interrupt them. In kind of a Casey Kasem countdown way, is start at a number four pick and work our way up to the number one pick. Right. Um, But before we let the music play, we'd like to give a little background on our number one pick, since it's a wonderful song and it's rarely heard. Yep. And uh, I believe that uh, that you said there was even more than one person uh, this past Sunday, who who made a point to come up and say this mm-hmm. this particular song might not have been the most beautiful rendition, but mm-hmm. the most beautiful song they ever heard. Right. So tell us a little bit, and uh, okay. this will involve French and other things. So yeah. let's see how so, you do. <laughs> uh, the song is, and we featured this last year on Christmas Eve for those of you who listened to our um, music that night. Anyway. It's called Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence. And here's a quick history of the song. The words were originally in Latin from the Litany of St. James in the 4th century. The music comes from a French song of the 17th century entitled Jésus-Christ s'habille en pauvre, the ballad of Jesus Christ, based on Lazarus and the rich man. 
1906, Reverend Ralph Vaughn Williams used the Latin translated into English as hymn lyrics. Then he adapted the French ballad for the music and came up with Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence. Right, and and just to speak to your pronunciation of that French title, c'est très gentil, bon travail. Anyway. <laughs> Merci beaucoup. <laughs> Ça va bien. Uh, so <clears throat> there we have it. I mean, this song, it's this beautiful song, but it's 1,700 years in the making through three languages and, of course, our number one pick. So here's our music, starting with number four. And then onward to number one. Oh, 
Ceaseless voice, they cry. 